Is toxic masculinity ruining your facial hair? That is <laughs> <laughs> that is only one of the many topics. It's looking as if it's ruining your faces. Excellent. So we've got an action-packed show for you today. We're going to be discussing everything from police seizing children fossils. So uh, I think we'll start with a quick touch base on what's been happening in the last week in the UK. Um, okay, yeah. For, for those of you who are not... And then know two major events. One was a parliamentary vote regarding Brexit. Decide on what exactly? It was to decide on whether or not they would back Theresa May's supposed deal. You could call it a deal uh, uh, on Brexit. Whereas it's basically, as far as anybody could make out, would be actually, it, it pleased no one. Um, it didn't please the, the Ramoners and it didn't please the Brexiteers. And if anything, it's gonna. It would be in a worse place after that deal than we were before. Um, so she was defeated. Her, her soundly one of the biggest, if not the biggest, defeat in Commons history. Um, so uh, par both the parliamentarians on both sides of the house voted uh, against that. So we're now in a situation where she has to come up with another deal very, very quickly. And it was going to draw out the process of Brexit. Well, it for might do a anyway. Of years, it might do anyway. Uh, and give the EU final say on when we were leaving. Um, they're talking about the, yeah, they're talking about doing this backstop thing of another referendum, which is gathering <laughs> momentum. Uh, no pun intended, because that's the, the movement within the Labour Party. They're called momentum. Um, yeah, they want to basically. They didn't like the vote the first time round. They didn't like the result of that. And like what they did with Ireland and Portugal, they want to make us do it again until us plebs give the answer that the political elites want us to give, um, which would be a shocking betrayal of democracy. In fact, you know, I'd go as far as to say it would legitimise entry coup controversial but I think it would because it, basically the, the government would be going against a clear majority vote of the people um, and overturning that and just having another vote and there's, there's no even there's not even any indication that if we won it if the as Brexiteers won it again that they would be happy with that they might just make us do it again and again and again until we get yeah it right. I think the thing is when the vote was 52 to 48 percent that's hardly a consensus and there's never been um, well, where, well, hang on a second, though. That, that's more than some uh, regimes. Right? No question. Yeah. Tony Blair would go in on less of a. Yeah, Mark right. Yeah, I agree. And uh, more, more, more to the point, it highlights one of the problems with democracy, which mm -hmm. is in the most extreme cases, you've got the war against of all against all, or two factions and I think very much about America as being a multicultural society even amongst whites which is uh, in the Bible Belt you've got people who really want guns and in the States you've got uh, a bunch of people who want to take away their guns and create um, resentment and obviously the um, more militaristic states are pushing the warfare states and the more liberal and inverted commas state so the 
Yeah, majoritarianism is not... Tyranny of the majority. But it's it's not even, in this case, tyranny of the majority, because it's not exactly a majority. Well, it's still a majority. A majority of one. It's it's more like, um, you know, if we went out to dinner uh, with a group of people and half of us wanted Chinese and half of us plus one, uh, 51% of the people going to dinner want Indian. Everyone has to have an Indian, except for you're not allowed to walk away and say, I'm having no Here's a parting wave. Uh, Why don't the people who want chicken have chicken and the people who want the rest? You know, (coughs) this is why... This is is what I thought would... You know, if Europe was such a great thing, all they would do is go around. Tell you what, if you want be a part of the European Union, have a red passport, subscribe, pay your taxes, pay your dues, and uh, if you want your business to be run along European Union rule lines, do that, and you can trade with other European Union businesses. And if you don't want to be a part of it, don't be a part of it. I don't see why that wouldn't be workable. Well, which is the idea of majoritarianism that a majority does have the right to ride roughshod over the minority yes so traffic vote which may lost jeremy corbyn the leader of the labor party um called for a vote of no confidence in the prime minister lord knows why because everyone knew it wasn't going to he wasn't going to win yeah but it wasn't a clear In their system. Yeah, I think they do. I think you they do. have a vote um, of no confidence in the, in well, okay, the but president. I th- you have to impeach him. Okay. Well, basically, they can just. They, well, it's, it's a vote of no confidence in the government itself. Right. So, if, but if it carried, if MPs voted with the Labour Party, it could carry, and that would mean the government would have to go the people and um, america you can't bring the pre you know you can't force a presidential election you, uh, the president needs to serve his four years unless he gets shot or impeached mm-hmm. or something like that and even so if you impeach the president the vice president becomes president mm-hmm. but we've got a system which well, it takes about five years just to elect the bastard <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah you, you can uh, whereas here we can actually call it so no confidence means we, we, we don't believe in the government. We don't have confidence in the government's ability to lead. And well, as libertarians, that's just a permanent that's thing. Just, we yeah. permanently got no confidence in the government. But uh, Jeremy Corbyn lost the vote, but not by not by a wide margin. It's basically all the in that a general election should be mandated or not. And the majority of them voted no but it's a weird thing to do because are they not actually voting because if a general election is called that yeah totally so i think i think he's glad that he, he didn't win it um okay. and, and if the labor party get in here's the thing i think you've got two parties who don't want to be in power at the moment um because if the Labour Party did had to get into power, basically you're going to end up with a situation where um, they have to deal with it. They have to deal with the Brexit situation, and also you have a situation. And there's where, no solution because there's no consensus. Yeah. And there's coming as well. In fact, there is a crash coming. It's just a matter of when, not if. 
And I don't think the Labour Party, I, th I mean, these guys, you know, the momentum guys in Labour, they all read Mises as well. And they know there's a crash coming, um, but they want to blame it on capitalism. So it'd be handy for them if the Tories were still in power when the crash happened, right. as opposed to them. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, A, if Theresa May stepped, was forced to step down, There's no, it's a really sad indictment of our political landscape. I mean, I know that it would be good if we had someone to lead, but I mean, while we have a state, it's like, what does Theresa May stand for? Absolutely nothing I, that I can discern. She's got no principles. She stands for Theresa May. She's not got, um, uh, philosophy, she's not got a vision, she's not trying to sell capitalism to people. I've not heard her talk about how wonderful capitalism well, I think is. She, I think she um, believes, you know, she, she famously made the statement um, in order to deliver Brexit. She doesn't believe in Brexit. She, she was a Remainer. A good, you know, a good corner. Against the against the European Union, you know she's she's not going to be able to do that. So it's a bad sit. We're we're in a we're in a bad place politically, and uh, but I don't know why everybody fears no deal. I think no deal is probably the best. I think the best. Deal there's possible. no there's no deal like no deal. <laughs> Absolutely, leave it to no deal. Just unilaterally declare. If we had some ideological support for free trade, which we don't seem to. Yeah. But that's enough of what's been going on in the UK. Yeah, definitely. So um, our lead story today. Our lead story. Well, is, oh, oh, wait, no, wait, hang on a second. You want to do we wanted, something? Well, well, since we're on the subject of Europe, one of the things that Remainers always uh, talk about when they say why we should be a member of the EU, they always appeal to this idea of the higher power and the European says so the higher power, yeah. just in um, case. But in their eyes, probably something better than that, uh, which is the European Court of Human Rights, which is God to these people. Uh, and they think it's the be all and end all. And the way they go on, the way they talk, you would honestly think that here in Britain, we knew nothing of individual rights and freedoms and liberties before we, the European Court of Human Rights was in session, which is complete and utter talk. And to emphasise that, there's a story we picked up from, uh, uh, well, I, I saw it on uh, the Foundation for Economic Education, and but I, the story I, came I, from another source. I would like to just point out that, see, when you hear these, uh, the Europe, the Bill of Human Rights and things like that, the ironic thing is each of these rights has, uh, like, say it's like, you have the right, right to free speech, unless, ba 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 Each of the rights has a condition yeah, on it. You have the right to which, strike, unless. Which yeah. basically means that what the Bill of Human Rights is actually saying that you don't have any of these rights. Yeah. That's the irony of the matter. I mean, you, if you think about your, your constitution in the United States, your, your constitution and your Bill of Rights, they're basically very short and sweet documents. You know, I think the Bill of Rights is what a little, just a little, sort of handbook thing. Yeah. Uh, the Europe, European law and European human rights law is volumes a team of New York lawyers, uh, you know, years to, to work out. And it, you know. Yeah, because the idea is, and this is one of 
this is like more of an underlying principle of the law that it would be really great if people got. They should have a way of ensuring that everyone has done something illegal at some point. They don't have to enforce the law. But if they ever need to yeah. ring someone out, they can create a law in such a yeah. way that everyone's always guilty of yeah. something. You, you probably break so, about three or four laws a day. Yeah. And, uh, without break. Same thing goes with this document, right? It's there in the view of supporting your rights. But if they ever need a pretext for taking one of those rights away, they will be able to find one. Indeed. And uh, accordingly, this story, uh, basically, you can see for yourself, police seized my client's children, gave for them to do that. So a uh, decision made last week, the European Court of Human Rights has undermined its claim to being the, quote, conscience of Europe, unquote, and parents. No wonder the wee bastards. <laughs> so... There's two countries that I know of in Europe where homeschooling is frowned not never mind frowned upon, uh, illegal. Okay, get that. They will put you in a cage with murderers and rapists if you keep your children at home and, and try and educate them that way. Now, this is a big thing in the States because I think more and more people are, are homeschooling. You have the right to do that. Um, it's gone past the stage where people were pillorying it and mock it the matter is homeschool children actually perform very well yeah. uh, the myth of social socialization uh, that's like yeah. you know that's one of the most NPC things that anyone can say oh how are your kids going to get a socialization yeah because being forced to do what you're told when you're told all day and associate with all the anti-social kids that aren't parented properly and that's a really really great socialization because you know yeah. see if you're getting bullied at school see if you're getting bullied in a job you just move fucking see if you're getting bullied at school where do you go that's you right. have to share the playground yeah, exactly. it's like it's the opposite of a socialization it's a poor socialization yeah. you get in school yeah it's a it's a non-starter that argument but everyone makes it which is what shows that it's mind control do yeah. you know what i mean yeah. it's like one of these uh, talking points that people have been primed to make <sighs> lordy lordy lord idiots idiots idiots, idiots. Go. So, these people are wunderlich, family. Uh, they are wunderlich. Wunderbar. Yeah. absolutely wunderlich. Right. Well, it does mean wonderful, doesn't it? Yeah. Wunderlich. Or wunderbar, wunderlich. Well, okay. No, 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 but, but you misunderstand the article. They're saying that this is a wonderful family. That's not the name. That's not their surname. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, obviously, the court... Uh, And the police, the three police officers. Well, if you get the article on fee foundation for economic education, you can you can bring it up yourself and read. Thirty-three police officers and seven social workers. Right, threatened but, but to open the like, door with a battering ram. Why do they spend so much money on this shite when there's murderers and rapists? They should be pursued. Because this is a this is about a battle between the state and the individual for who has moral who has moral authority over your children. Right. And when people homeschool, they challenge that state authority, so right. they have to come down hard to show you who's boss and to show you that your children do not, in fact, belong to you. They belong to the state and they belong to the collective.
So the children were carried screaming out of their home. There's there's some good socialization right yeah, there. Absolutely, that's great for children. Um, so in Germany, uh, it's illegal. It's forbidden in Germany. Forbidden in Germany. Forbidden. And uh, and Sweden as well criminalizes parents for uh, for homeschooling their children. And my concern is, I mean, okay, what goes on in Germany, what goes on in Sweden, that's entirely up to them. Um, but the Scottish National Party here in the ruling, the ruling party in Scotland have decided, well, they, they're moving, they're making noises in yeah. that direction. They're, they're uh, already trying to bring in, I've uh, mentioned it before in the show, the the, note, the the sort of named person legislation, which means that every child will have a state, get state appointed guardian, uh, whether you want it or not. And that's the very start. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for why people would maybe not want to send their children to state school in Scotland because they're talking about teaching um, gender that boys can have periods and things like that. <laughs> they're talking about actually teaching kids this uh, in, in primary school. Um, so, you know, especially religious groups uh, are concerned about this and they, a lot of people in the UK are considering, a lot of people do homeschool their children in the UK. And um, it's it's seen as a challenge. You know, it's a ch and obviously if everybody did that, hey, guess what? Lots of teachers would be out of jobs as well. And but you know you everybody likes to as a four industrial complex. Nobody likes to talk about the medical industrial complex, the academic industrial think, complex. And it is one yeah. like in Scotland particularly, they've got all of these college courses that are basically for people who don't want to get a job after school. Yeah. And we're and you they, they stretch it out, you do a qualification called an HC then an HNC, then an HND. So that can be three years before you even go to university sometimes. And then maybe maybe entitled to three or four years of free, free yeah. education in Scotland. Yeah. So the, the government's basically throwing thousands of pounds at these useless courses yeah. to keep people off the unemployment rolls. Yeah. And if they're from a poor, or working class background, what's considered poor here, some of them aren't yeah. that poor. They might get a bursary as well, which means the state gives them a couple of thousand pounds to spend yeah. on their living arrangements and yeah. things like that, which a lot of people just spend on booze and drugs. I personally, unfortunately, subjected to one of these college courses. <laughs> but, um, well, one of my but, but at least it's voluntary right. in terms of when you're that when you're higher education of that sort. Yes, it's voluntary, but, but you know you're not being forced to go to school like that's true. Yeah. But what I mean, the purpose of these courses, in my opinion, is like if you go to the George Orwell quote, the purpose of war is the destruction of human labor. Or I think. Praxeologically or whatever, these coin resources, they're basically, because mm. our society would be so much wealthier if not for spending millions and millions and millions in these courses every year. And uh, okay, that's a bit conspiracy theory territory, but I just feel like it's just like more and more and more money needs to be thrown into the pit to stop people at the bottom from becoming too wealthy. Yeah. And, uh, um, and, and obviously to keep uh, academics and a job In a job, well. because yeah. the number of academics grows as more people go to university, they need 
need to have, and they're not going to get ahead on a free market, so they need to lobby the government to yeah. put them in a job. It's just uh, yeah. trying to get a job in the real world. Yeah, <laughs> you're an yeah. academic. I mean, what could you do, really? Well, what we're doing, I guess, if, if, if anyone bloody donated, by the way, frequency528 at hotmail.co.uk, PayPal us to donate for new equipment. <laughs> if, you like, yeah. if you like what we're doing. So anyway, uh, we're not going to go through the whole thing, I but the bottom line, the European Court of Human Rights uh, has decided to side with the German government and the police uh, despite its own uh, constitution, its own charter that says that it respects a parent's rights uh, to, 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 you know, to be the ultimate authority in looking after their kids. But that, this, this case has proved that that's just nonsense. You know? So um, I, I hate this kind of thing. It's very easy, in fact, here in the UK. Difficult process, and it can be, but really, if the state wants to take your kids off, off you here in Scotland, it's relatively quick and simple. And I actually know a couple who it happened to, the kids were taken from them and basically adopted out. Uh, and they don't even know where they are now. That's shocking. So, uh, and that just came from falling foul of a social worker. So uh, that kind of shit goes on. So yeah. for people not to have children and not want to get... I mean, seven social workers and 13 police. Calculate the cost of that yeah. just alone, you know? Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> um, this, this, this was not the, the, the Branch Davidian. This was no Waco, you know? This was not, like, there was, no, there was no, no indication that these people were heavily armed, you know? They were just a couple with a child, with children that they wanted to, to, to keep at home and, and, and they gave the children a traumatic. That's some fucked up shit. Yeah. So screw you, Germany. Screw you. <laughs> so speaking about fucked up shit, hmm. um, this new advert, wow. Gillette. Have you, you know, seen it? When I was staying with my ex girlfriend, you remember her? Mm -hmm. I said to her, baby. You said to I said to her, baby, I'm going to call you Gillette because you're the best a man can get. And she, oh and she replied, yes, I will also You've been working on that joke all week, haven't you? Well, I mean, it was our least story. Uh, I did well, I deserved a better joke than that. The, oh, well, fuck you. I did actually say I'm going to call you Gillette because you're the best a man can get, but the but she didn't reply, yes, I will also cut you. Okay. So, I mean, you're all probably Gillette. aware. I mean, everybody's, everybody's talking oh, about, about it. it. And if, uh, we don't want to, we don't want to give it really any more publicity. I was forced to watch but, the advert in order yeah, to prepare to the show. Just yeah. going to ignore it. If it was just this advert, if it was just this ad in isolation, then I would be willing to go, well, you know, look, it's just an ad, you know, forget it. It's part of an overall I, movement. Yeah, it's an overall movement. I mean, it's a pathologist. In particular, I have to say, white men. Um, because we are responsible for all the ills of the planet, uh, believe it or not. Um, yep, that fucking iceberg that the Titan.
Hey, Harold Harbour, white man. <laughs> Wasn't it true that FDR knew they were given sufficient um, worry about Pearl Harbour and they didn't respond? Well, can you do any, my assessment of history goes and maybe some of our American uh, fans or ex-fans, maybe they'll be after this, uh, will be able to let us know. But as far as I know, America basically maneuvered and provoked Japan in a situation where it had no other choice. The economic embargoes. Well, I mean, people in the mainstream, including conserv con, go on about Pearl Harbor and stuff like that, but it's like... I mean, it was a pretty like sneaky thing. More. I mean, the, the Japanese, what? I think, put the declaration of war in about precisely a minute before the first uh, bomb hit. Like, <laughs> um, but was yeah, the, there's, there's a lot was, of indicators that say that they knew exactly what was coming. I mean, just an opportunity to enter the war. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what was it? Um, what, what was America's pretext for the embargo on Japan, Japan anyway? Um, I think American interests in the fact probably in Connect. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm waffling Connect. I'm, I'm, you guys will come on YouTube and school as well. Uh, expansion into China and Manchuria. Um, but I believe that the the Japanese had already negotiated negotiated the withdrawal or something like that. There was there was all sorts of things going on, but I think ostensibly it was Japanese expansionism that America objected to. <laughs> yeah. America has an objection yeah. to yeah. expansion because they didn't have our, uh, <laughs> our you know, a few other places. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hawaii. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> By Pearl Harbor, you know, the, the place where they got hit by the Japanese. What the hell were Americans doing there? Well, you, you read into the history of Hawaii and you find out that uh, that was basically a military coup oh. by, by rich American uh, landowners in, uh, in, in Hawaii. Colonialism. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically a form of colonialism, you know. So, uh, yeah, but we digress. We do, but it's always an interesting digression. I just want to mention that, in my view, what like the hell is going I, on? Don't, don't, don't mention the, the camera. <laughs> Most people are listening anyway. For some reason, the new cameras. Yeah, it's it's all right. Yeah, if, if it, it's not it's not you <laughs> as our camera. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Gillette advert. I just want to say. Shirts I mm -hmm. tend to find obnoxious. generally quite obnoxious. It's like um, truth signaling, pro progressive talking points. I mean, they went so far as to feature a clip from the Young Turks in the oh, ad yeah. there. Anna Kasperian. Yeah, she's in the ad. And it's like, okay, well, now we know what you're well, like. Right, she... It's like, <laughs> it's more to the point do Republicans not shave? Right, do conservatives not shave? Is Gillette a product that is just for leftists? Right, because no. they've just in fact, the anything, is probably more beardy leftists. <laughs> it's like um, I don't like this general trend of we're so good. Like we're so good. Anyone who has to announce or 
go to great pains to demonstrate how good they are has a fucking dark secret as far as I'm concerned. I'm always reminded of the Oscar Wilde quote because I'm a pretentious wanker. Um, if you pretend... And there's a lot of evidence to support <laughs> that particular theory, I have to say. If there is any good, everyone takes you dreadfully seriously. If you pretend to be bad, no one does. And I was like to let my dark side show. But I really hate this. <clears throat> Even to put it aside from the gender issue of toxic masculinity, I generally tend to hate virtue signaling. I mean, I've been accused occasionally when I've posted something about vegetarianism or something like that by Annalyn Finley or something like that of virtue signaling. But as far as I'm concerned, I'd have to have a friends life signaling, which I don't, you know. So it's more like, if anything, it makes me look like a twat okay. uh, uh, posting something about that. Um, I don't like, there, there's plenty of things that like say came up on my Facebook memory. I remember uh, I from like eight years ago or something like that, where it was like asking um, a member of a homosexual couple, which is the uh, male on the relationship is at, like asking a, a chopstick which is the knife right okay. uh, and I posted that up maybe eight years ago I would never post something uh, like that up anymore even though I had still I can see why I posted it and still have sympathy with gay rights and all that I just don't want to be a part of this culture at the time this culture had not fully emerged but now it's like I just don't want to be a part of Head, I'm so inclusive, like it, it just awesome and it's obnoxious. Yeah. So that's sad. I don't know who it's well, it seemed that other virtue signals obviously, but I mean they're the, the I'm imagining that Gillette's main uh target group, their main uh source of income and revenue would come from men. Yeah, and why are you advertising you by criticizing yeah, them? Let's piss all over men and tell them how bad they are, how tyrannical they, they are. And the, the, the ad, I'm sure you've, you've all seen it, it's, it's such a grotesque. It's actually, I, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I think it's very akin to the Nazi propaganda uh, things that they used to do about Jews and you know, paint them as uh, chiselers and, um, you know, uh, thieves and pickpockets and, and, and all the rest of that nasty stuff, those grotesques that the, the Nazis painted in their little films about, about Jews. Can I yeah. um, push back to allow you to be longer? Yeah. Because are they not at least saying that men have the potential to be Great. Mm. The Nazis would not say about the Jews. Well, I don't think the Nazis have. Well, because of, mm. they're they're basically saying, "Man, you should be better than all this toxic masculinity." Yeah, you should. And be. are you meant to go? Yes, I'm going to buy Gillette so I can be a better man. Well, there's there's somebody who's like a proper wife beaten. You know, he's, he's there he is. He's slapping his wife at the dinner table. That's my side of the. 
the table cl- the, the, the seminal seminal the seminal <laughs> Kowalski like you know, he's slapping her around and suddenly this ad comes on and he he sees the ad and he breaks down and cries and he picks his wife goes, up off the true. floor and it's so true I'm so sorry and he goes out and buys even more Gillette razors that he doesn't really need uh, because he's so impressed oh. it's it's crapola it really is crapola um and so much, I'm angered by this advert. And I say it's, it's not just the ad. You, you can see it everywhere, especially in schools. Little boys are treated as if they've got some sort of pathological condition called being a little boy. Um, men are aggressive. Men are violent. Um, men are all sorts of negative and, and all sorts of negative things. And something that most people, I think, have missed in this advert. Some people have talked about it. Yeah. Is, is, the the racism that's in it um nearly every piece of crap in the advert anybody who's cat calling is a, is, is, a, is a whitey and everybody who steps in to to stop it is black or, or brown or colored and because as we all know uh, blacks are, people are notorious <laughs> for their uh you know, they're, 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 ad, sensitivity they're, 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 they're sensitive towards women. I mean, black rap artists, for example, for years have been writing lyrics that are nothing but respectful uh, and progressive and, uh, you know, very inclusive. Epic song, Smacker with right. the Dick. Right, okay, yeah. Okay, who, who done that one? I can't remember. Smacker with the Dick. To the mm. wall. To the sweat drips off my balls. I mean, <laughs> I absolutely. Mean, inspired yeah, lyrics there, but yeah. do you know what I've discovered? Every that feminist. I, I think I've discovered that I prefer West Coast rap to East Coast rap. You know, <laughs> I do like a bit of Biggie, but you know, um, that uh, Dre, <laughs> Dre, you know, all those um, West Coast. Uh, Wrap this little posse, yeah. yeah. So, as, a, as a, my brother David has just commented, yeah, Juliana basically just done a big crap in the swimming pool. But and, whose uh, idea was it? Who sat well, down on the advertising apparently committee? The, you couldn't make thought, it up. Apparently, the, the person in charge of this advertising campaign, the person who made the advert, was a, a, a lesbian feminist woman. Well, I mean. It needs to go to committee, and someone thought. And someone thought, "Wow, this is this is a really good idea. This is really going to sell our product." Fucking hope that Gillette sells absolutely. I hope they go down. They will have anything to do with it. I mean, I have bought Gillette razors. I mean, you don't use razors. You use. uh, I use clippers. clippers. What about for your uh, bikini line? Downstairs mixer. Yeah, uh, I wax actually. To say that I, I definitely wax lyrical, but to say that I wax is um, maybe to to exaggerate. It's more okay. like I have a group of uh, shrieking yeah. witches who hold me down and wax me. <laughs> well, certainly it's near so your world. <laughs> um, so this idea. my my. View is well. I'm certainly not going, and I hate sort of saying, telling other people what to do. But I, I hope enough men boycott them. boycott this. I'm not going to buy any more Gillette razors. In fact, I'm going to widen it to Procter and Gamble's products because I believe Procter and Gamble uh, own Gillette. So I'm going to widen it out to them. And I don't really care if Gillette come back with a big apology and donate a whole lot of money to testicular cancer. No. 
as you try to go on with these ads because I am not going to buy any more uh, Gillette products. I will trip over my own beard before I use a, a Gillette product ever again. Uh, and I hope lots of men do the same thing because the, the ad is completely disgusting. Because as it says in the ad, men have to hold men accountable. Absolutely. And, and we are going to start with Gillette. So, and, and I'm serious about this kind of thing because I, I, I've never, I, I love being, having been born here in Scotland, I love, there's two sort of iconic Scottish products, one is Black's Caramel Wafers, and I love them both. There's nothing like, uh, you know, a, the morning after the night before, there's nothing like a bottle of Iron Brew, uh, a cold bottle of Iron Brew, and I, I love the stuff. I love Tunnock's uh, products because, I'm, I mean, I grew up, less than 100 yards from their factory in Uddingston and Lanarkshire. My mother used to take me to Tunnock's Tea Rooms as a kid. It was a big day out for me. I used to love it. Uh, and it was a hard decision for me to make, but I no longer use, uh, I no longer buy the products from those companies because I didn't like the attitude. They took yes, no referendum campaign. I think they'd done a lot of scaremongering and it didn't suit me. And so I, I, I do not buy bars products. It's and it's, the, it's tough because their, 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 their product is cheaper. Their, 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 Coca, their cola and their uh, soft drinks are about a third of the price of products like Coca-Cola and Pepsi. But I will pay the extra and I will avoid uh, and I'll, I'll avoid their products like the plague. So I'm serious about this Gillette thing. I will never use Gillette's products again. Um, what we got in the comments? That's to the comments. Okay. We've got a couple. I just wanted to mention, you know, the, the, the end of the advert is like, we believe in the best of men. And it's like, why don't you show that then? Right? Why don't you fucking... Show the positive show aspects. All the po yeah. Instead of going, don't be like this, don't be like that, why don't you show all the most positive aspects of men and like um, yeah. have like at the end, men yeah. aspire to be great, yeah. you know, show a great scientist, a great yeah. athlete. Fireman, who's the man who jumped in front of his girlfriend and took bullets for her when the, the, the maniac was on the rampage in, in Morocco, was it Morocco? Uh, or Tunisia, that. when the, the terrorists went, he jumped in front of her and let her escape. Men men do this right. kind of thing all the so, time. But see if you do that, see if you highlight the best in men. Hmm. Don't do the bad stuff, it's already implied. Anyway, so you could, you could, I don't, they're just trying to pretend that this is a pro-men advert yeah. it's an anti-men advert it's all blurry but yeah we know we don't know what the hell's going on there uh, uh, i think it might be too close this and time, it says we keep breaking up well that was quite a long time ago that comment was made okay. like near the beginning of the show he says does anthony play stardew valley now i don't know what that is except for maybe you're making an anti-semitic comment stardew valley is that what you mean adam smasher is this one of these Brackets, 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 all right things. How dare you, says Theresa May is a lady, you're clearly just a misogynist. True, he is clearly just a misogynist, yeah, but not because he's insulted Theresa May. It's funny how I was, I'm not a misogynist about Margaret Thatcher. It's funny how I'm not a misogynist about Indira Gandhi or Golda Meir or, you know, there's, there's an, a never-ending procession of women who are not misogynist. Ayn Rand. Yeah. Um, well, that's because they're all a bit mannish. So. Yeah. Isabel Patterson. Oh, yeah, she's good. Yeah. Um, MI6 is trying to show Rose, us. I think Rose Wilder. 
Glenn, lots of women out there that I, that I thought were fantastic. Edwina Curry, another one. Uh, it's strange how my misogyny seems to uh, uh, tail itself to women who are on the left. Uh, I think that he's just. Um, I think that he's just more of a misanthrope than a misogynist. Yeah, he just, I just doesn't like hate people. People, whether they're vaginas or penises or some sort of combination. He's a equal opportunities hater. I see Tom's attitude to women more like you know an old guy who can't figure out the computer, so he hates the computer. It's just like, figure out how this thing works. Yeah. And therefore I hate it. And that's also his attitude to technology as well. So so women are a technology that I just can't <laughs> really get a handle on, frankly. Yeah. Without paying for it. Auntie Chris, hello my dudes. Hello, Auntie Chris. Thanks for joining so, us. Uh, I think that's Well, oh, he lives next to Tunnock. All right, going round and put something I don't go through and put something. We have the seen you we have spoken to you once before along with Goodfella, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, and this is well. In fact, good fella. If you if you guys don't know him, uh, he has a, a YouTube channel as well, and he so he has he has done a parody. He has done a parody of this uh, advert in which oh, he yeah, in which that. he attacks women. Uh, so not for the faint-hearted. I'd like to check that out. Okay. Uh, last story: rare as winning the lottery. Actually, it's fucking. Someone lied to me. I thought this was new, but it's actually a, almost a year old. But it's still fun. New dinosaur fossil so well preserved. How do they know it isn't a statue? I guess they'll probably take something of it and test it to make sure it's born. <laughs> well, it might be several million millions of years old statue. Was it called anachronistic anomalies that people keep finding? You know, like the spark plug they found in a rock and all that kind of thing. It was that was uh, reported to be, you know, millions of years old or whatever. It doesn't make any sense. 